Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Nick's Nerd News. It is I, your host, Nick. And I have returned for yet another week to serenade you with the sweet sounds of nerdiness. Well, folks, May is almost over. Memorial Day weekend is is upon us. Well, at least a week from today. And about four days from when, when you're listening to this. But, you know, it, it, anyway, anyway. Let's focus on the positives here, people. Let's focus on the positives, huh? As always, once you guys uh, like and subscribe or things like that, because, you know, that'd be cool if you did that. Be even cooler if you told your friends. Anyway, I'm here as your constant. We got another fun week to talk about here. How about that? Unreal 5 demo, huh? And uh, how about all those movies that aren't out in theaters? And all those TV shows that are ending for the season? Anyway, let's get into the thick of it here, folks, huh? Well, time for video games, as I just stated. And, uh, you know, it's almost summertime, meaning that uh, sometimes Olympic games are happening well they were supposed to happen this year and when a new olympics happens you know every four years for summer every four for winter uh technically there's only two years between each you know what i mean Uh, and that means a new sonic and mario olympic game video game comes out well that's not happening this year because it's just sonic which is weird And I'm kind of surprised the game didn't get delayed since the Olympics aren't really happening. But no matter, you can play Sonic at the Olympics uh, soon. (laughs) Of all all games. Anyway, last year we got a tease at E3 for the future of Elder Scrolls. And no surprise here, but don't expect to hear anything else for quite some time. And this came... uh, uh, from Pete Hines, the senior vice president of Bethesda. And someone had tweeted him asking for information. And he said, it's after Starfield, which you pretty much know nothing about. So if you're coming at me for details now and not years from now, I'm failing to properly manage your expectations. Which, I mean, most people didn't expect, you know, Elder Scrolls 6 to come out for some time. Or 7. 6 or 7? 6, 6, sorry. Skyrim was 5. So... The fact that he's saying even years from now is pretty crazy, considering... I mean, Starfield was announced last year as well. And and it's true. We really don't know anything about Starfield or what that's going to be, except other than it's going to be their first, like, sci-fi um, RPG-type game. So, don't get your hopes up too far, <laughs> because uh, there's still a lot of time there, folks. Just hang in there. Anyway, uh, speaking of games in that realm, 
Diablo 2 might be getting a remaster this year. As we switch gears over to Blizzard, yeah, Diablo 2, which is considered most people's favorite RPG game, is possibly getting a remaster. Uh, no word yet on console or PC, more than likely PC. Probably not console at this time, but be on the lookout for that. No, uh, no official confirmation yet. Um... We did get confirmation, though, however, that Ubisoft will be hosting a digital event in July to show off some games. With that, they also said there's still one unannounced project for this fiscal year. So if you remember, Watch Dogs got delayed. We're getting Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And the next iteration or whatever it is for Rainbow Six Siege, or I don't remember what they're calling it, but that got delayed as well. So maybe this will be where that next project gets announced and unveiled and given a release date. Who knows? Who knows? If you guys were holding out hope for episode one Pod Racer on Switch, which was uh, not delayed unlike the PlayStation 4 version, well, uh, unfortunately, it is delayed now. So. You guys are going to have to wait a little while longer for Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer on both the Switch and PS4. Also, a new report came out hypothesizing that PS5 will release in October. However, Sony followed up with a, a report to Famatsu that the October release date is a mistake uh, as it was listed by a recruiting company in a job posting. Uh, they are committed to a holiday 2020 release date. Uh, so November, folks. That always means November. November, November, November. Remember the 5th of November. <laughs> anyway, how about all this hullabaloo over Assassin's Creed Valhalla and running at 30... A, a minimum of 30 FPS when it launches on Xbox Series X. This is per Ubisoft directly saying, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 FPS. On Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we are committed to offer the best experience to our players by immersing them in the most beautiful worlds and environments we could create, and leveraging not only the graphics enhancements offered by the next generation of consoles, but also faster loading times and the new architectures. So, doesn't really make sense, as Microsoft had always made clear that their performance target for the console is 4K at 60 and up to 120 FPS. So, I guess it will be 34K, which, I mean, yeah, it's it's great, but it's not ideal. Um, and ultimately, that's on Ubisoft, not on, on Microsoft, because other games can hit that target. But... Who knows, this could change. I mean, we're still many months away from release of both the console and the game. So a lot a lot can change. A lot can change. And granted, this is a cross-generational game. Remember this. So think back to when PS4 and Xbox One launched. Think back to when 360 and PS3 launched, okay? It's cross-generational, and you're not going to be getting stuff that's built for that exact system, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be a couple months out from games that are built exclusively for next gen. 
you know, where they're going to leave last gen behind. Because unlike in the past, it's a, the, the lines are a little more blurry than they used to be. They're not as, as hard cut. And yes, we have general generational leaps in performance and storage capacity. That doesn't mean that uh, graphics and the frames per second are going to be leaping as much. But I, I digress. Again, this is something to be upset about. One hundred percent. Yes, it is. I'm not. I'm not discounting that. But we're at least a f- six months away, probably, from a release of both. And I think we just need to cool our jets a little bit because a lot can change in six months when it comes to game development. So let's all just cool our jets here, folks. Please. <laughs> um, after being indefinitely delayed, the Marvel's Iron Man VR game for PSVR will now release in July. So if you have PSVR and you've been waiting to fly like Iron Man, July will be your chance. And... If you got the PS4 and PC exclusive Predator Hunting Grounds, you now have access, or will have access soon, to Arnold DLC, where he will return as Dutch for the game. And speaking of PS4 exclusives, launching aside PS5 is the formation of PlayStation Studios, who have an intro video that looks a hell of a lot like the Xbox Studios intro video, but, you know, hey, what works, works. Don't fix it if it ain't broken, right? (laughs) Anyway, uh, per gamesindustry.biz, this new branding is only on games that uh, will be developed and managed by Sony, so that's uh, some things. They, They, again... The intro video, which is a lot like Xbox Game Studios, which, again, is very much like Marvel Studios intro, showing off the different characters. You know, they showed off people from The Last of Us, God of War, Uncharted, uh, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, things like this. Uh, PlayStation 4 games moving forward will also have the branding. So, it uh, will not be on The Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima, though, which we actually got a lot more information of this week. And I guess going to PC as Sony's jumping on the PC bandwagon now, like, oh, you know, you cried foul on Xbox when they did it, but now you guys are doing it. Like, go fuck yourselves. Bullshit, man. Anyway, and uh, per Sony uh, and their senior vice president head of global marketing, they said, over the last few years and even the last decade, the strength of the titles coming out from our studios has been stronger than ever. We have been thinking about how we unite all these great games under one brand, and really the purpose of that is to make the consumer understand that when they see this brand, they're getting ready for a robust, innovative, deep experience that they've come to expect from games coming from PlayStation. So we came up with PlayStation Studios. I guess. I don't know. When people called out the similarities, he said... The inspiration for the branding came from the games themselves. What we really wanted to do was create a way to bring the consumer into the world. When they play our games, that's the nice, robust piece that happens. And you're transported into adventure with rich worlds, old characters, and really captivating stories. We're all huge Marvel fans. One of our biggest games of all time has a Marvel character in it with Spider-Man. But this is really about doing something specific for our games and our industry. So... Uh, just be on the lookout. These will include games from Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Santa Monica Studio, 
Media Molecule, and Guerrilla Games. It will also apply to games per them. Games made by work for hire developers under Sony's direction. Interesting. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. You get Xbox Studios on games that from games that they don't own the studio, but they own the IP, like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. But moving on, the best, and I mean the best news of the year so far, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake has been announced. And when I say remake, I mean remake from the ground up. It will be on Xbox, PS4, and PC. And it will, uh, it's been developed by Vicarious Visions. They also did the Crash Bandicoot reboot or remake. And uh, they release on September 4th um, on the PC via the Epic Game Store. Uh, Pre-orders will allow you to get a a demo of Warehouse. And again, like I said, this is a full-on remake. And it will have new moves not featured in the original game. Reverts are there. And hopefully everything will play the same, so muscle memory should kick in for most of us. And uh, per Vicarious Visions, they said, we started with Neversoft's original handling code. We started with that as a foundation and then layered on what we needed to do to modernize it. The other thing that we looked at was the geometry because we wanted to match inch by inch the geometry so that those lines feel exactly the same they were before. So, uh, they also said, "We we didn't want to change anything because the reality is your muscle memory sets in and you're automatically hitting the buttons the way you remember it. But the one thing we did have to put a little extra attention on, because back then it didn't exist, were the analog sticks. Um, so, in a, uh, they also said, we've added more challenges to each of the levels that you can accomplish, some that are per skater, for example. Uh, it will have online competitive play. Uh, we'll also have split-screen multiplayer, if you want to play with your friends on the couch. And it will also have create a park and creator skater modes. And uh, you can share those online with everyone. They said, Create a Park is more robust than ever. It's a deep set of tools for creating your ultimate skate park. And it's not just a huge library of ramps, rails, and boxes. You name it. On top of that, you're able to do some deformation. So you're able to take some of the pieces and shape them in different ways and make them your ultimate skate amusement park, if you will. And uh, soundtracks were announced. Uh, They did say that most of the songs that made it into the game, there's only a small handful that we just couldn't get the licensing rights for. It's a pretty full soundtrack, and you'll get to hear your favorites, like Gorilla Radio, Superman, which is pretty much the anthem, which is kind of like the anthem of THPS is in there, she said. Uh, And this is like a a full remake. Like I said, this is not a remaster, uh, like what came out a couple years ago, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. And the full soundtracks include, uh, for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, and uh, so only five songs total are missing from both games. So, Psycho Vision, Committed, Bring the Noise, B-Boy, Document 99, Out with the Old, Screamer, and Nothing to Me, uh, as well as Vilified. Oh, wait. Let me see. And then also... Um, hold on. I, they put out a picture. So, official police truck, Superman, Jerry was a race car driver, New Girl, Here and Now, Euro Barge, Blood Brothers, Gorilla Radio, Pin the Tail on the Donkey, You, When Worlds Collide, No Cigar, Cyclone, May 16, Subculture, Heavy Metal Winner, Evil Eye, Five Lessons Learned, and Speed Dealer. Uh, so those are all from THPS 1. 
And then uh, the songs not included are Ain't Got Time to Waste, Lay Hot, and Blue Thunder. As for THPS, PHS2, uh, Bring the Noise. Oh, wait, no. They said those will be there. Sorry. Uh, anyway, the Hawk Mix, like I said, uh, Superman. Getting older all the time. Okay, I just ruined that song. So fuck yes, dude. Tony Hawk is back, baby. Confirming the rumors that have been floating around for a few months. What's even better is this is a full remake. So it's it's full awesome new graphics on the original levels. So I am super stoked for this. This is this is awesome. I, I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Yes, I'd love a new Tony Hawk game. But new games have been kind of on the downside. Uh, as time went on. So it's good to get the ones that were good and loved in a new form, if you will. And uh, speaking of new games, and you know, we're living in COVID land right now. Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, had some insight. And he doesn't think, while he doesn't think that games will be affected necessarily this year, they might still be, as we've seen release dates shift around. He did say that more than likely, we won't see the true effects until next year. Um, speak, speaking to Business Insider, he said, uh, mocap is just something that's basically stopped. We're not going into mocap studios. If you had all your animation captured and you're doing top-notch and more individual art, art production, and in areas like textures and other things, you're in a better position. If you're waiting for a lot of either large audio work, when it's with symphonies, other things, or mocap, you're held up right now and you're making progress in areas that you are. Which, you know, if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense. You know, we're not supposed to be around people right now. We're not supposed to be, you know, in close proximity to people. Um, so I get why mocap's not happening. I get why symphonies aren't happening for music. He also did say, uh, through the summer, early fall, I feel pretty good about those games. Games that we're targeting a year from now or beyond, there'll be some impact. But they'll be able to react. So... If you think about it, almost all major games now use mocap in some shape or, fo shape or form. You know, whether it be them getting mocap for a face, for an actor, so they can put their actual face in the game. A lot of times they'll get mocap for actors that maybe their face isn't necessarily in it, but it will be based on their face, so they want to get those movements. Um, that's more movies for CGI characters than games so much. Anyway... If you think about it, the music in games is going to be a lot different. The character models in games are going to be a lot different. Because, again, mocap is used for things you might not even expect. Mocap is used for cutscenes, even, in games. I, I can think of games that used a lot of mocap right off the top of my head. Halo 5. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, the Last of Us 2. You know, a lot of these games use mocap. And without that, unless it's been done already... Those delays are going to be felt down the line. So it's, it's used in ways you don't expect, and it will be felt down the line. So don't expect some... Don't be frustrated, I should say, if, if a lot of delays hit next year's projected releases. Alright, that's it. Anyway, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Epic Games showed off their Unreal Engine 5 in a nice teaser playable demo. Uh, granted, praising the PS5 and their speeds, which was really weird because they didn't mention PC or anything like that. 
um, which almost made it come off as as kind of I don't want to say fake because it's definitely not fake. It is a real playable demo, but it came off as very um, in disingenuous because it came off as maybe just like Sony paid for them to just to to say all that stuff and do all that. Which, granted, that's how the games industry is at this point. But 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 I'll, I'll that that's whatever. Anyway, whatever they showed off, this this playable demo was was gorgeous. Okay. When I say gorgeous, I mean it's gorgeous. It looks unreal. <laughs> unreal. No, it looks amazing. And the polygon count and all that other nonsense, yeah, it's all technically garbly goop techno babble. Anyway, if you can watch it on a 4K screen cuz it like I said, it is gorgeous. It is a beautiful looking thing. It represents the future of games. Granted Epic said it won't really be out till next fall. And they will switch Fortnite to it eventually, which, I mean, I don't really think Fortnite needs, you know, that kind of power behind it. But that is something that will uh, be available on all consoles, though. So it's a little ridiculous, you know, that that they say these things um, that, you know, it's it's only on PS4. Like, no, it's going to be on everything and it's coming out next fall, okay? And granted, this is a small tech demo. It's not a full game running it. So, in a year and a half out from from release, it, it's unreal. There's there's things that are done in Unreal Four that look amazing, but you can't apply that to all all experiences. You know what I mean? It's it's like some things that are done in Unreal Four are just essentially things that are um. I mean, yes, a lot of games, almost every game is is in Unreal 4, but there's some experiences that people make in Unreal 4 that are not technically playable or anything like that, but they're immaculate looking. They look like real life almost. But again, you can't apply that on a wide range of things. It's only a limited small thing that's done that's usually a couple minutes long, half an hour at the most, I think, or it's like a, a still image. So... Again, it, it's, it just comes down to the processing power of the unit, not necessarily the speed, because, you know, Epic was, was was promising on the speed and how that will help. And I'm sure it will. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to de- degrade them here. But I, I think the way they handled that came off as a little bit of a, like, marketing speak. And, and, and Epic doesn't need that kind of money. They, they make a bajillion dollars off of, of fucking Fortnite, so... Anyway, go check that out on YouTube. It's like I said, it's it's glorious. Um, also, Evo, even though it was canceled last week, they will be going to a digital online tournament. However, they will not not be including Super Smash Bros, which has been a staple of Evo for years. While they did not give an official explanation for it, most people are hampering it up to the fact that Nintendo Online is garbage. And it doesn't really have a source code or online code uh, that that is similar to how PS4 and Xbox are. Uh, Green, I know they use PS4 mostly in Evo lately. But, yeah, that's probably why there's no Super Smash, because Nintendo Online is shit. Anyway, uh, Respawn was being... Inter- or, uh, Vince Zampella was being interviewed, head of Respawn Entertainment, you know, over at EA... And he says that no new games are currently in development. So there was a rumored game uh, that was being developed last year for a potential release this year. 
and uh, no plans are, are currently in motion for a current release. Uh, so it looks like they're a couple years away. Uh, I, there was rumor last year of another Titanfall game that was potentially releasing this year or early next year. looks like that's probably not happening as they did ship Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order last year and Apex Legends, of all things. So that's cool, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we uh, also got an announcement that the next DLC for Control, the game made by Remedy, will focus on Alan Wake. Alan Wake came out uh, 10 years ago, I think, at this point. So that's a nice... Um, it's a nice little thing to do for the 10th anniversary of, of a, uh, a sleeper hit game, if you ask me. Very, very, very under, underrated. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, 10th anniversary was this year. Uh, last week, actually. So it is a very awesome game that I've loved. Uh, ever since Alan Wake, I've supported pretty much every Remedy project I could. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see it come full circle. And uh, last bit of gaming news here. We did get a lot of news on Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which does come out in July. Uh, as uh, they, Sony had a state of play on it. It will be open world. Sucker Punch is making it. And it will tell the story of Jin Sakai during the first Mongol invasion. And uh, it will be open world, like I said, uh, some some things here. Uh, you will use Guiding Wind to navigate open world. Picking spots on Ghost of Tsushima's menu map will lead to an in-game wind appearing as you play. Players can then follow those winds to that location. Players will have a horse they can call as needed. Uh, they haven't announced though when it will be unlocked. Uh, bamboo and yew wood can be pecked, picked as a resource in the environment. Locations include uh, Kashine Hills, Yagata Forest, and Farmstead. A Mongol-controlled farm is shown with, uh, they showed off objectives, and you can rescue hostages. In uh, the demo, the protagonist comes across a person by a campfire who warns him of spirits in the forest. You can stop and investigate points of interest. Uh, there's going to be abandoned homes. Foxes will guide you to shrines around the island of Tsushima, uh, at which you can honor those shrines, and you can do that to earn upgrades. Um, when you discover a key spot, you can fast travel there. It will, uh, you can challenge enemies to a standoff if you want in the environment. Combat is uh, a single, you can use a single slice to kill enemies. Every strike must count, essentially, they said. Uh, you can parry enemies, and if you do it at the last moment, it will open them up to attacks. Uh, you can change combat stances, and uh, there is a stealth option, so you don't have to do it full on action. Uh, you will have distractions at your disposal, like firecrackers. And uh, you can also assassinate people before you spot them. Uh, smoke bombs will be available. You can use kunai for quick kills. Uh, Mongols will fear the ghost and may uh, may flee if you're uh, if you show up if, with stealthier actions. Uh, there is a grappling hook, and uh, you can use environmental attacks. Uh, there is some character customization like armor. And it's just not cosmetic. It will offer mechanical advantages. There are charms that will give different benefits. Uh, you can also use techniques with skill points that you want to give your main character, Jin, to customize his attack strategy. Uh, there will be a photo mode. 
There will be voice track settings, so you can be... Uh, there's also a black and white and film grain mode, and it will release on July 17th, and it will be a PS4 exclusive and PS4 at launch. No word on a PC or PS5 release. I'm still iffy on it. Yes, it looks cool, but I I, I don't know. I still haven't even fucking finished um, what's uh, the the... Dark Souls samurai game that I can't think of the name of right now. Um, Sekiro. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That's what it is. Anyway, uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima. I think I'm saying that right. Tsushima, I think it is. Anyway, I don't know. It looks cool. I, I haven't been sold on it yet. I'm, I think I'm going to wait on reviews still. Uh, and I just want to get through my backlog before the fall starts. So I, I don't need to buy every game now, do I? I don't even... Uh, anyway, I'm not even going down that well right now. I don't need to... <laughs> don't need to revisit old wounds. Anyway, that is it for video games. Let's move on to what's going on in TV land, folks. And hey, guess what? We're getting more Tiger King. But not on Joe. It is not going to be about Joe Exotic at all. This is going to be about Siegfried and Roy. It will focus on when Roy was mauled, oh, what, almost 20 years ago now, by one of their tigers. Uh, they were famous magicians in Las Vegas who had a whole show that revolved around tigers. So it's interesting that they're going to be taking that aspect uh, as it is is going to be a little different than what, what we're used to with Joe Exotic and things like that. But no matter, that's uh, more Tiger King. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> um, let's uh, move over to Disney Plus here. Got some news. Uh, more casting for The Mandalorian. Uh, Timothy Oliphant will be joining the cast in an undisclosed role. And uh, we still don't know what that is yet. And then Katie Sackoff. Uh, will reprise her role as uh, Satine, no, not Satine, uh, Bo-Katan Kurz, who is uh, one of the members of, of formerly of Death Watch and helped liberate Mandalore with, with Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Uh, she will be back to play the live-action version of her character in The Mandalorian Season 2. So my guess is we are going to Mandalore in some capacity, or we're going to be interacting with actual Mandalorians nearby to Mandalore in some fashion as we know that some Mandalorians are in hiding in the Mandalorian. So what what I'm trying to figure out here is between the end of Rebels and Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, at some point the Mandalorians take back Mandalore and are allowed to show their faces. But at some point in that, uh, I think it's about a 10-year span, We, uh, they are shunned away from Mandalore, aren't allowed to take off their helmets, and somehow the Darksaber goes from Bo-Katan to Moff Gideon. So somewhere, somewhere in there, something funky is going on that we don't know about yet. But I cannot wait for Season 2. I don't understand how all these announcements are coming out the show apparently finished production but only now we're finding out and then they said it won't be delayed because of all this but falcon and the winter soldier is i 
I don't get it. I don't know. What's done, what's not? I need to know. Clarify these things for us, Disney. Please. Please clarify. <laughs> anyway, uh, Netflix announced that they're going to be getting a TV adaptation of The Grudge, and it will be in Japanese. It will not be English, so it will be an, a Japanese language show. So if you really like those movies, you're going to get a new TV show. And uh, also coming to Netflix, Robert Downey Jr. is jumping ship, and he his production company, at least, uh, will be adapting the DC comic Sweet Tooth for Netflix in a uh, animated adaptation uh, of, of that comic book for the platform. We also got uh, some new inform information regarding the Continental, the show based on the John Wick films. And uh, it will be on Showtime. And it was, uh, or Stars, excuse me. It's going to be on Stars. Uh, like I said, it will be set uh, at the Continental early on in the John Wick franchise. And uh, per fandom, Chad Stileski, who's directed all three films, and uh, he is directing the series premiere, uh, gave a direct quote saying that uh, the show will utilize a different perspective on the whole world. It's coming at it from different characters' points of view and what the breadth of the world is. That's cool because it's an interesting world, that's for sure. It will have a very different timeline structure and a very different perspective of character about how deep the world goes and not just about assassins, but everything that's included. And a lot of the origin stories are some of the characters you see in Wick. Ooh, origin stories. That's cool. Uh, no word yet on when it will air, but it will not air until at least John Wick 4 comes out. And John Wick 4 was delayed until 2022. So this show will not be out for a number of years at this point. So don't expect any time. Uh, don't expect to watch this show in the next year or so. And then uh, also announced was a new Star Trek show. Uh, it will be called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It will focus on the 10 years between uh, when you see the Enterprise in Star Trek Discovery Season 2 and when you see the Enterprise in the series premiere of Star Trek the original series. Uh, we'll focus on Captain Pike and Kirk and Chapel, and Anson Mount will return as Captain Pike. Uh, no release date yet set for the show, but it will be a new show set on the Enterprise, which will be very, very interesting to see as we flesh out more of the time uh, pre-Captain Kirk, yet uh, we're very far from Captain Archer still at this point. So that's... Uh, really awesome more more trek shows i'm i'm all for it uh since i think trek movies might be dead in the water for for a while and uh let me stop here cuz i'm going to come back in tomorrow for rick and morty give me a second okay folks uh nice little pause there i am back uh this is monday talking about rick and morty here real quick whoa that was a doozy last night Rick is a petty motherfucker, isn't he, huh? Last night's Rick and Morty was probably the best of this second half of season four. Rick decides to get back at Morty's pettiness uh, by being even pettier. Morty didn't like Rick's plan. So Rick, who hates time travel and time loops, creates a device for Morty who wants to be able to pause life and return to that moment if something shitty happens in life. And uh, Morty lives out this whole life in this montage and 
shit goes down and Morty comes back all for Rick to to blow it up in his face and it was fucking glorious. Rick is an asshole, folks. And granted, so is Morty. Morty's a little ungrateful. But honestly, this episode pays off in, in ways that you can't imagine. And and it all gets fucked up because of Jerry. And it's fucking perfect. <laughs> it was so great for Jerry to be the one to fuck it all up. And that was perfect. But this episode, probably one of the best so far of season four. But really good. It's all revolving around a vat of acid. So I would definitely check it out if you guys uh, get a chance. But let's go back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay, uh, time traveled back to Sunday. (laughs) Funny joke for you folks there. Anyway, the long gestating animated film based on Popeye the Sailor Man from Jendi Tartakovsky uh, which was formerly at Sony, is now back in active development. Uh, Jendi Tartakovsky, of course, is famous for his Clone Wars series, Samurai Jack, the Hotel Transylvania movies, several other cartoons o- over over the years. But he is going to be adapting Popeye the Sailor Man as a new animated CGI feature, uh, more than likely at Sony, if not uh, Paramount. I forget who owns the rights to, to Popeye at this point, but... He's Popeye the Sailor Man. Anyway, Matt Ryan, who is famous for playing John Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow and other Arrowverse shows, has thrown his hat into the ring for the potential Justice League Dark film that will be on HBO Max in the future. And to be honest, a little iffy on that just because maybe they want to keep it separate from the Arrowverse. But hey, no one said John Constantine can't be the same looking in all universes, right? Huh? I'd be fucking down for it, but that'd be cool. Uh, Give a nice blend to the multiverse, which we now know exists, because the Flash showed up on the Flash, and maybe the Flash will show up in the Flash. If you know, you know. (laughs) No, I'm I'm talking about when Ezra Miller's Flash showed up in uh, Crisis on the Arrowverse crossover. Anyway, Jordan Vote roberts who directed Kong Skull Island and whose next endeavor is the Metal Gear Solid film, has been showing off a lot of concept art that he's working with on the film, showing off the Metal Gear in question. And if the concept art is anything to go by, and if he wants to stay true to the games, we're in for a awesome ride here, folks. A very awesome ride. And it looks to be like the film we'll be focusing on the first game, uh, because it has been showing off uh, Metal Gear Rex, who was uh, the f- the main Metal Gear in, I think, the first game. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I've never played any of the games other than 5. And Celahanthropus is in 5, so a uh, completely different Metal Gear. But um, I think it's in... Oh, you know what? It's in some of the other games too. So I I may be wrong. I think it's in the it's in 4 as well. Yeah, it's in 4 and it's in 1. But um I think I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's in Metal Gear Solid, it's in Metal Gear Solid 2. 
it's in a lot of them. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it's it's just not in, um, it's not in uh, the fifth game. So anyway, uh, some of this concept art looks freaking amazing. So I I can't wait to see how this this movie goes because if if it is like anything like the concept art then we're in for a solid, solid Metal Gear adaptation. And John, Jordan Vote roberts is going to be the person, definitely the person to do it. Um, more and more news is coming out about a potential Scream 5. And while Neve Campbell, Nev Campbell, hasn't uh, been too forward on if she's going to return or not, she's still kind of up in the air. Uh, David Arquette has confirmed that he will most definitely return for Scream 5, or whatever it ends up being called. So he he is not leaving the Scream franchise just yet. He will be back for whatever the next film in the franchise be, whether it be a soft reboot where it's a continuation, uh, if it's a sequel to 4, but uh, he will be back for uh, whatever the fifth film in the franchise ends up being. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Pirate 6 is a thing that's happening, uh, per Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, however, we do not know if... Um, we do not know if Johnny Depp will be back. Uh, rumors are swirling that Karen Gillan will be in the film... Uh, in some capacity as a character um, playing uh, like the the red-haired woman who used to be sold at market on the ride, but they changed that, you know, because it didn't make sense anymore. Um, but that that's the rumor right now on the potential sixth film. No word yet on if Johnny Depp will return as Captain Jack Sparrow, however. But that is definitely something to think about because that will be pretty cool uh also um moving on rob liefeld does not think that deadpool 3 will happen at marvel which i don't know how that means uh he says that they have zero plans to make deadpool 3 which doesn't make any sense because ryan reynolds has been meeting with them uh he was interviewed with inverse via slash film and asked about the deadpool x-force movie and he says, I don't know. Here's what people don't want to hear, but thank God I'm a realist. I feel like Deadpool, the movies, they've set sail. We've got two brilliant movies, and we live in a culture that always looks forward because all they're ever selling us is next, next, next. It's the fever. For me, as the fever calms down, people just need to calm down and realize that Deadpool 1 and 2 were released within two years of each other, 2016 and 2018. And I just can't, I'm not really that crazy about Marvel's plan right now. I guess... He doesn't like Phase 4. And granted, after Endgame, that makes some sense. Uh, he says, uh, know what their plan for Deadpool is right now? Goose egg. Zero. Zero. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He thinks Ryan Reynolds should have creative control, which I get. But I think him and Kevin Feige working together would be perfect as well. I don't think Deadpool 3... Has, has its nails in the coffin just yet. Those movies made gangbusters at the box office, especially for rated R films. So I, I don't think I don't think they're going to sleep on it, personally. But I could be wrong. Uh, the Hamilton movie is coming to Disney Plus in July. 
but not the Hamilton movie you thought you were getting. We are getting to be able to watch a recorded version of the stage play on Disney Plus in July, which makes me also wonder, Disney paid all this money for it. Are they still planning on making a live adaptation? Which I think if they were smart, they would do. Granted, they're going to bring in a lot of people to Disney Plus just so they can watch Hamilton on uh, on their screens because it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than getting tickets to an actual Hamilton show, especially when we come back from from the COVID. But be interesting to see. I've always wanted to watch Hamilton, so I'm gonna I'm stoked that I'll be able to watch it now on television. Anyway, uh, speaking of Disney-owned properties, the New Mutants has its fifth. Count it, fifth release date now set for August 28th. Hopefully, movie theaters will be open again in August and we will get to watch New Mutants in theaters. We're all holding out hope here, folks. Uh, Also got a uh, news on the Scarface reboot. We do now have a director in Luca Guadagnino who uh, directed some things for Netflix and as well as the Suspiria, Suspiria remake. And the new film will also be written by the Coen brothers, lending it to being probably going to be a great movie, because the Coen brothers can really do no wrong at this point. And granted, we don't know story beats yet. Uh, A couple years back, Diego Luna was attached to star in a potential reboot uh, focusing on a Mexican drug lord cartel, but that would be too close to his Narcos Mexico character now. So I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I do wonder how Scarface will be done now. Uh, this will be the third film adaptation of the story. The first being about Al Capone and gangsters in the 20s. The second, of course, the famous Al Pacino film about a, a Cuban mobster in 1980s Miami. And now a potential third Scarface where we really don't know yet. But... I'm, I'm all in with Coen Brothers, so we'll see where that leads. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yes, uh, have signed on to direct a sci-fi movie, their first, uh, and it will star Ryan Gosling, of all people, and it will expect it to be a comedy because that's really all they do. But they do it well, so I am not worried in any shape, way, shape, or form. And Ryan Gosling can be funny when needed, so I'm uh, excited for that. And then... Uh, George Miller has confirmed that when he does make the Furiosa prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, it will not include Charlize Theron. And kind of sucks, man. But you know what? It's a prequel. Let's tell a new story, huh? That's it for films, folks. Let's, uh, we got some other things to wrap up real quick. And, uh, before we finish off today... The Three Jokers, which is a new comic, special comic coming from DC, you know, focused on the three Jokers, which we found out about in the button, that there are three actual Jokers. And uh, it has been delayed, of course, till August, the first release. Uh, But it will be seen as a uh, spiritual successor, they're calling it, to The Killing Joke, which is perfect because The Killing Joke is amazing. And uh, Jason Fabok, who is the artist... Uh, said on Twitter, while I wish we could have released in June, DC has revealed its new plan and rollout for Batman 3 Jokers for August 25th. The artwork is done, and we are using the time to go back and make the book even better. This is the real deal. Prepare yourselves. Um, what DC, though, did 
is they've released a couple pages from uh, from the, the story, and it is colored artwork, and it, it's a nice little touch to see the different uh, stories that they're going to tell. We all get, we do get to see how the, the Jokers look a bit, and all three of them look great. I can't wait to see, though, how this story is told, because this is definitely a major shakeup for for the mythos, and it's a good one, especially for the, the Joker's 80th anniversary. Uh, next up here, though, we got a couple of loot crates to talk about. First one is the Rick and Morty crate that came in. Uh, let's open up the box here. What do we got here first? A Rick and Morty hat. It's black and green. It's a trucker hat. And uh, it's got nice embossed, uh, or I think that's embossed. I think that's how you say that. Uh, Morty driving like a rocket ship of some kind. And it's got like a little Rick face on the left side. Uh, got a shirt here. And, oh, this is interesting. It looks like uh, one of those ads that came out on Adult Swim. Uh, got this crazy Rick, and it's got these crazy colors, uh, riding a Morty skateboard. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's definitely a concept from a different Rick and Morty universe. I uh, have a water bottle, and it's got Pickle Rick's face, and it says uh, Pickle Juice, and it's, got a, it's a green bottle, so obviously it will look like Pickle Juice, even though Pickle Juice is definitely not that dark of green. <laughs> Uh, the pin for this one is uh, Rick's portal gun. Uh, comes with an air freshener that looks like Rick and Morty in Rick's car or spaceship, however you want to describe that. And then two awesome large car decals that show like Rick and Morty like being blown back in the wind. So I'm guessing you put this on your side window to make it look like they're driving in the car on the outside getting blown around in the wind there. So let's put those back. And then we did get a regular crate as well. And let's open up that bad boy and uh, take a look, look-see at what's inside here. And this is uh, March 2020's crate. And uh, theme is Beast Mode. And let me pull up everything here. Uh, a couple shirts. Uh, there is an item that will be delayed that uh, we're just waiting on. But give me a second here. I'm going to pull this up and you guys can hold on just a second. So yes, Beast Mode, uh, the theme for March 2020. Let's take a look here. Uh, first thing I can see at least is a bunny kid robot Godzilla 1954 vinyl figure, which is fucking great because I love Godzilla. Uh, this little vinyl figure called Cryptins. Uh, oh, that's cool. It's got little different cryptids as uh, little vinyl figures. Uh, so it's a random one. Uh, if you don't know what a cryptid is, that's like mythical animals like a unicorn, um, chupacabra, and uh, pegasus, things like that. That's a cryptid. Um, there is a Deathclaw shirt for Deathclaws from Fallout. Uh, we got some coasters that also have some cryptids, like Nessie. Uh, this month's pin is a King Kong riding a Godzilla-looking creature. And 
looks like uh, what's delayed here. I'm trying to pull up the PDF of everything that's supposed to be in here. And it's not here. <laughs> anyway, give me a second here. As we pull that up. I gotta download it. Anyway, just so I can give you guys a better idea of what's going on in this crate. But it looks uh, looks some cool stuff. Personally, I'm not into to Fallout, so I'm gonna give the, the Deathclaw shirt away. The God, Godzilla figure is sick, because I love Godzilla, and I know you, I, I've talked about that before with you guys. And, uh, oh, it's a Sandlot water bottle with the Beast from the Sandlot. Oh, that is not in there, so i uh, got to wait for that. And then the coaster set includes Nessie, a Kraken, Mothman, and Sasquatch. That's funny. Um, oh, that's cool. It comes with a little nuke keychain for Godzilla. Anyway... That is it, folks, for Nick's Nerd News this week. I am your host, Nick. Thank you guys for listening. As always, check out nicksnerdnews.com, where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser, if you prefer. Or if you like to listen on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts pages. While you're there, check out our social media tab, where you can see all of our fancy feeds all in one place. If not... Click on each individual one to give us a follow. Like and subscribe us on, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. I try to post as many funny memes as possible for you guys to enjoy. Other than that, thank you guys for listening. And uh, next week is Memorial Day. Uh, this week also, fun fact, it is the 15th anniversary of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And on Thursday... Uh, tomorrow, if you guys are listening on the day it comes out, otherwise it might be today. I don't know. Anyway, the 21st will be the 40th anniversary of my personal favorite Star Wars film, The Empire Strikes Back. So, uh, just to keep you guys informed on that. Otherwise, I will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>